Hello, hello, and a third hello. Welcome to Don't Forget Your Towel. I'm your host, but not GM, Azul, and today we carry on playing Shiver Gothic, a gothic horror RPG based on the Shiver system and universe. Imagine Dracula crossed with Edgar Allan Poe crossed with Alan Moore. That is Shiver Gothic, which, coincidentally, haha, no it isn't, is on Kickstarter right now, and they fully funded in two hours. Wow, congratulations guys, that's awesome. Before we get on to the episode, on a more serious note, it goes without saying, but we at DFYT wanted to take this opportunity to say that we stand firmly in solidarity with Ukraine, and we send our love and thoughts to all the people affected by this invasion, both inside and outside of Eastern Europe. Please, let's all remember to be extra kind to one another in these strange and trying times. I know it's hard, and I know it feels like we've just been thrown from a pot right into the flames. But kindness will always make a difference. It has for me, and I know it will for many, many others. Personally, I've been feeling incredibly despondent and powerless, feeling like I couldn't do anything to help, I couldn't do something that mattered. And honestly, I've been incredibly heartened by people all around the world, including people in our very own TTRPG community. People who've been doing something, doing anything. It feels quite disingenuous of me to ask you all to donate to the people who are affected by the situation in Ukraine, partly because there are so many other atrocities going on in the world that we have not brought up, and partly because I haven't been able to donate much owing to financial difficulties. So instead, I'm going to repeat what I've been told by smarter people. If you can't donate, that's okay. Do something. Shout and scream in social media. Share and educate your peers. Email your political representatives. Feel sad, feel angry, feel something for all the unfairnesses of the world. Because apathy and acceptance is the last, the worst thing you can do right now. Many, many indie creators have recently donated their works to this thing called the Itch Ukraine Bundle. It's essentially a bundle of TTRPGs, games, books, and much more for the amazing price of $10. All proceeds from this bundle go to charity. Essentially, it's a great way to give money to a good cause while still receiving something in return. On the off chance that you're not in a difficult financial position, we'll be linking that as well as several other links to places you can donate. So, seriousness aside and for some good old emotional whiplash, let us creep into the weird and wonderful world of Shiver Gothic. Previously on Don't Forget Your Towel. Deep in Eastern Europa, in the middle of the wild territories of Kravanthia, lies the city-state of Spireholm. Something is stalking the alleyways, leaving grave soil in its wake. Cemeteries have been looted of corpses, and most recently, living people have been snatched from the streets of the West End as well. Okay then, um, I suppose we'll call the meeting of the concerned citizens of Spireholm to order. Why have you called us here? I have managed to organise the City Watch to vacate certain areas of investigation so a fresh set of eyes can look them over. Your first port of call would be the cemetery up in the mausoleum area of Cemetery Row. I am sorry to hear about your husband's body, Miss Marple. Was it a long time ago that he passed? Uh, no, it was It was only about a week ago. Oh. Oh, so his body would still be quite fresh. If you would like to phrase it that way, then yes, I assume yes. His body would be quite fresh. 
I found some footprints over here. The person appears to have a bum leg. Sometimes people's legs are different. They have different personalities. What? Well, one of these legs is human and the other is definitely not. I don't think it was even alive. What is it? Was it an indent from a machine? Yes, I would say probably some kind of strange machine. And with all these bits of evidence, we can conclude three things. One, the culprit is looking for male bodies that are too fresh, at least relatively. And three, the fact that they only took the rich bodies or the individuals who are well fed. They're down there. Oh, who's down there, my dear? The grave robbers. Well, that makes things much simpler, doesn't it? Well, well, well. You've made a mistake in coming here. And those scraps left for you, vultures. This is our turf quite literally and it's been disturbed you now have the unconscious leader of the grave robbers who out of the three of you would most likely have some rope i might have like yarn i I like that you pull out some yarn and you do a very complicated binding once they're yarn cuffed slapping him awake algernon tipple at your service Apparently there's been some sightings at a distance of a rather tall fella in a big black trench coat and a hat. Bit of a limp, walks a bit funny. We have heard, with some similar reports from some drinking friends down in the West End where them horrible kidnappings have been taking place, that someone has been wandering around them alleyways wearing a very similar get-up. Well, I've got a rough area. However, that would um, require me to take you there and to, um, well, buy me a drink for my trouble. If you would like to follow me, the West End is this away. Without a doubt, I will give it half a year. You will lose your sanity. So you make your way out of Cemetery Row following the kind of oddly sauntering Algernon Tipple who has a slightly dirtier Jack Sparrow vibe, his hands tied in yarn as he's kind of making his way, trying to keep his balance um, on the kind of getting slippier uh, cobbles underfoot um, as the storm above worsens. He winds his way up through the streets, back through the city centre where you were previously and into the city centre's west end. It is a nice area of the city, however, it is one consisting of old stone buildings and you realise why the kidnapper has been targeting this area as you make your way towards the pub. It is a tight set of corridors and alleyways that interlock and crisscross everywhere like a scatterbrained maze of cobbles and buildings and also one that is not lit very well, some of the streets being so narrow you could barely fit one kind of gas-lit lamppost inside. Eventually, Algernon Tipple saunters up 
to the front of a pub and you see kind of swinging in the gathering wind above you a sign creaking that shows a crown made out of willow strands and with a kind of name etched underneath it that reads the willow crown here we are uh my my local i mean the source of our um information uh, which we shall be uh, so heartily gathering if you would uh, like to to lead the way a uh, kind of just gestures to you uh, leon miller no no it's perfectly understandable mr tippet uh, why don't you lead us into your local i mean source of information he gives you a slight smile and says very well very well well welcome to the willow crown and he pushes open the door and um goes inside and it is lovely and kind of cozy compared to the kind of gray and grimness of outside a fire burns in a hearty fireplace and a large curved bar kind of dominates a large part of the space there are quite a few locals um in here all kind of having a quiet drink the algernon people goes hello everybody you're just here for a drink and everyone kind of goes like very quiet just for a moment and then just kind of goes back to their drinks like they don't really seem to care it's not a very rowdy or lively atmosphere everyone does seem to still be quite on edge evidently this being a epicenter point of the kidnappings so everyone is a little bit nervy so um algernon goes and plonks himself down on a bar stool and kind of sits down and goes uh barkeep one rum it's on uh it's on um he kind of gestures with his hands collectively on this group. It is their tab I am opening, not my own. And he goes, are you right, on? And he um, kind of pours him a rum and he starts to have a drink. So um, he kind of twizzles around on the bar stool, kind of rum kind of in hands and, go, and swilling it together, hands still bound by this yarn. People here, they've been seeing things. I've seen some stuff, but they might have seen more. What I would recommend is you maybe go and have a have a little chat, see what you can find out. And I'll um if anyone needs a little bit more encouragement, um come ask me uh, for a little bit of help. Go on, off your top, whilst I have my tipple for Mr. Tipple. And he has a little a little drink. Uh, I sigh and look to Katya and say, Do you have more yarn by any chance? Oh yes, I definitely do, and I'm just like keep pulling it out of my pocket like a never ending <laughs> thing. Seeing as I raise my finger it's like we will have a conversation about this at another time, but for the moment, could you tie him to the bench while we head out? Oh, yes, that sounds good. Um, do you think we should tie him in a way that he can't access his drink? Why would we do that? I'm very worried that he's going to let us do all the work and he's going to sit here drinking. <laughs> he looks at you all a bit. Now, miss, uh, my hands are already tied, and if you must bind me to this chair, I will accept it, but please, whatever you do, don't tie me so I can't have a drink in front of me but may not drink it. Some would say that would just be cruel. Look at his eyes, young lady. How could you look at his eyes? Katia looks at his eyes. <laughs> it's like, hmm. They are black, soulless pits. <laughs> <laughs> black, soulless pits. Okay. You know, on second thought. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You have a problem. I know, and you're funding it. Cheers. And <laughs> <laughs> has a little drink. <laughs> so, Katya. Yes. I would like you, however, as you um, kind of turn away from Algernon Tipple and survey the pub, even though it's not that busy, you're enclosed, it's a bit more cramped, and there's more people here than you're possibly used to, and your fear of crowds begins to kind of swell up, kind of in your throat. Uh, could you roll a fear check for me? Oh, yes, of course. So I rolled two strange with one luck. 
Ornhul, you um your breathing kind of begins to increase its pace, but you manage to calm yourself down, clutch the kind of yarn for comfort, and manage to kind of hold fast. So you're not going to be at disadvantage whilst talking to people kind of in this environment. Awesome. So you have obviously like a number of locals spread throughout the pub. There is kind of a owlish looking man with a kind of hooked nose, his hands clasped around a flagon of beer. There is a middle-aged woman, quite brightly dressed, having a sip of something uh, by herself. And there are two sisters who look like they're twins, who are kind of relatively young and seem to be and are chatting animatedly to one another. If you would like to roll a heart check to go and approach some people and have a chat with them, they may reveal some of the things that they have been seeing in the area. Wait, sorry, is that all of us or just Katya? Sorry. All of you. Um, if, if you'd all like, to, if you'd like to split up and talk to people, um, you may and have like individual conversations, or you can kind of go as a group. Um, it, it depends on how you want to do. I'll just cut between you all. Yeah. What do we think? Are we are we going to split up? Like, what are the two of you doing? Because Katya will probably follow your lead. I think Leon will look around for someone who he thinks could have more information and would be willing to part with it. So, for example, if he sees somebody who's a noble, he probably wouldn't approach them because he'll assume that they don't know about the streets as much. So yeah, he'll probably look for something that strikes him as information-worthy and just head there directly. The owlish man sat alone kind of with his beer seems the most nervous to you. Okay. And feels um, you would you'd be able to kind of get information out of them. For you, Ava, you recognise the twin sisters as someone of a similar class to you and you feel like you would have probably quite a solid in with them if you were to try and get some information out of them. And Katya, you're relatively spooked by, by people in general. You could take low woman if, if you wish and if you'd like to take Miss Marble with you, you may. Oh, cool. I was actually thinking of staying at the bar and getting a drink and talking to the bartender. Ooh, yes, I like that. Go for it. That's that's a that's a very good move. What is Ava Kaminsky's poison of choice? Ava Kaminsky loves a white Russian. The boss is oh oh white white Russian is um okay um uh yeah yes um not on my. No, no, not a regular order we get much around here. Um, uh, the first thing he goes, here's a because of vodka. Um, you can pick up a thing of milk, look at you, turn around, and you hear a. Then pulls it in, and it kind of slides it over to you. Uh, one white Russian for you, uh, my, my lady. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you. I take a little sip. Mmm. <laughs> you you made it so well. Uh, ro- roll a luck check for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, that was one success and one strange. One success. Okay. With one success, the milk does taste a little bit tangy, but it is not to the point of sourness um, that is going to cause you any poison damage. But it is vaguely drinkable, is, is how I would describe it. Uh, can, can I get uh, any, any, anything else for you, miss? Uh, well, um, I actually... Uh, I'm here with my friend here, Mr. Tipple, and uh, he was telling me that you've had some rather strange things happen around here recently. Uh, Cloaked men and people going missing. It's quite dreadful, isn't it? 
is indeed miss. I mean, if we could uh, have these uh, events kind of stop very soon, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be mighty appreciative. Um, are you looking to, to help in these regards? Oh, absolutely. No, I, I, I just can't stand by and watch something like this happen. It's awful. Roll a hearts check for me to see how endeared he is in believing of your approach, which I think is probably going to be pretty, pretty solid. I got three success and one strange. Absolutely, Miss. Well, I'm not one to um to rat out my patrons, as it were, but we have had um there's a there's a strange fella's been in here the past couple of nights. He's um real tall, real tall, and naturally so. Wears a big black coat and a tricorn hat to match. Very strange. He always keeps his face covered up as well with this red bandana, and um wears um these kind of not glasses, more like goggles. I mean, I know the weather's getting quite bad at the moment, but they're kind of, you know, if you were welding an old bit of hull together, I feel like that's the kind of goggles you'd be wearing. I mean, he only takes that cloth up to take a drink, and even then he turns away from everybody. It doesn't bother anyone, mind, but his presence has been making some of the patrons feel uncomfortable of late. Yeah, maybe somebody to watch out for. I can imagine. What makes you think that he has something to do with the kidnapping, specifically? Well, he kind of looks balefully over to Mr. Tipple. Um, some of, uh... Mr. Tipple and his boys have been in. They've um, had descriptions that have been alarmingly similar. A description of a of a man at a distance isn't really enough to go on, and I'm not really one to start riling up a mob and burn some torches. Not just yet, anyway. Of course, of course. Now, I imagine you must know some of the patrons that have gone missing. I mean, if they were patrons here. Yes, no, um, absolutely. Um, quite a few people have gone missing. I mean, um... Actually, over there, uh, Mr. Howitt, and he points to the owlish-looking man. Uh, he was actually pursued by the said kidnapper, but he managed to get away. Um, some of his friends, not so lucky, so now he drinks alone. That is very fortunate for him, although you know, very unfortunate for his friends. Now, have you happened to notice, of the people you know who've gone missing, are they of a similar demographic? I'm sorry, miss. Um, you'll have to use words at a little bit more my level. Um, what is a demographic? <laughs> I apologise. Um, for example, were they all of a similar age range, or were they all men or women, or...? Ooh, that's a very good question, miss. I'd never really thought about it that way before. I guess actually, now you mention it, yes. All of them were fellas. Every last one. Huh. I better watch myself. Yes, it definitely pays to be careful at this time. Maybe don't let that man in anymore. I'll bear that in mind. And, um, you want any other sightings of strange goings-on? You might want to go and have a chat with the twin sisters. They're um, uh, they're a little bit one for exaggeration, and I'm not too sure if I believe the ravings they've been spouting recently, but it, it might be of use if you want to go and have a chat with them. Yes, I think I might do that. Thank you. You've been very helpful. We hope that we'll find and, and catch this person soon. Well, thank you, miss. Much obliged. And if you do, drinks are, drinks are free for you uh, in perpetuity. Oh, thank you, but I mean, I do this just, you know, to help the people. Well, you're too kind, Miss Too Kind. A true benefactor of this city. I'm going to go talk to the twins now. Right. Okay, Miss. Cool. And we're going to cut over to, um, so Leon heading over to Mr. Howitt, the owlish looking man. Indeed, he was. Yes. So, so you sit down at Mr. Howitt and he kind of looks and goes, Oh, um, uh, uh, hello, hello, hello there, um, uh, Mr. Howitt. What, 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 what can I help you with? Evening, sir. You look uh, a bit troubled there. But it's um, it's uh, difficult times. Difficult times. Yes, very, very uh, tricky, tricky times. I understand. I understand. Well, 
this may come as positive news then. Um, me and a few of my companions are here to investigate some disappearances, shall we say. We were told that the individuals in this here location would shine some light in this otherwise dark and dreary happening. Would you be one of those individuals, perchance? Well, uh, I'd like you to roll a hearts check to see if you can kind of convince him to un he's very kind of clammed up at the moment and nervous of course so i think you have to roll hot see if he trusts you is this another thing that i can use cunning linguist for or is that out of the yeah I, I i'd i'd say so is your kind of using your soothing words to make him feel at ease that is two successes and one strange uh, yeah, well, 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 yes yes sir um um i would say uh right now the back streets aren't a place you really want to go at night um kidnapper or not but um I had a run-in uh, with this man. I barely saw him, but heavy footsteps following me in the dark. He managed to grab some of my friends, but not me. Oh no, I am. Um, I hid. I ran. I scurried through these alleyways. And um, but I would advise you, if you want to avoid the worst of it, I'd steer well clear of Snide Lip Lane. Nothing good happens there, and stumbling that way in the dark is a surefire way that you'll never be seen again, especially right now. Yes, yes. Um, I'd never go there again. Not in my life. I understand that this must be, he pauses and he says, quite a hard time to handle yourselves and gesturing to the drink. I imagine the alcohol helps, but I was hoping that you could tell me a bit about what you saw reliving that moment, if you do not mind. Well, anything I kind of saw was a large, tall shadow, really, is all I could say. Um, um, all I saw was a... Uh, long pair of arms coming out of the dark and snatching one of my friends away and then I, I i ran but those arms were mighty long too long would you say and forgive my question that they could be describable as less than human well they looked human in terms of what they were wearing but the proportions were all wrong like a piece of taffy stretched out too much interesting and Again, apologies for the strange questions, but did you hear any metallic sounds? Creaking, clanking, that sort of thing? Oh, uh, not not to my memory, sir. Uh, the, the footsteps sounded heavy um, and uneven, but I, I didn't remember hearing anything metal. I see. Well, thank you, sir. This has been quite helpful. And what, pray tell, is your name? Um, it's uh, 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 Mr. O Owen Howitt. Owen. Well, Mr. Howitt... I suggest perhaps staying indoors for the foreseeable future until this perpetrator has been caught by justice. Stay safe. Thank you, sir. I think with the weather and the kidnapper abroad, I'll definitely be staying inside by the fire. Probably for the best. By the way, if you if you need some what's the word some some relief from these uh happenings i i suggest a picnic at the cemetery it's quite a nice time and location these days oh um not my my usual spot i would choose probably um, safer but, but uh, i may take you up on your advice thank you i will be seeing you there then good day good 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 day <laughs> He kind of gives you a slight, slight, kind of nervous look of like, hmm. In my defense, technically, that's a safer place than here. <laughs> At this point in time. Uh, so, um, Katya and um, Miss Marble, who sit down uh, with this kind of kind of lone woman with kind of brown hair, she looks up and she goes, Hello, uh, well, what do you for? Some new, new faces in the pub? I mean, uh, he's been getting rather thin on the ground of late. Not really many visitors wanted to come down to the West End, if you catch my drift. Yes. 
because of the disappearances. Indeed, indeed. I tell you, my dears, um, but between us girls, um, it's it's been a mighty tough time around here. No fellas. It's getting rather thin on the ground. Oh. I've, I've been coming here, look at, since, since my Harold passed away um, from uh, mysterious circumstances, I have been um, on the hunt for a new man. But it seems that someone else on the streets has been as well. Uh, it takes a long drink. Ha <laughs> 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 um, Yes. Have you seen anything strange maybe around here lately? Well, I did see this. There is this one fella who keeps coming in, like, every, like about once a week. Very tall, but you never see his face. He's always covered up. Wears a big mm. old hat, and he's got some, um, something like a red sash or purple. It's, um, it's an odd material, something that you don't see nowadays. It looks rather old-fashioned, if you ask me. I tried to talk to him once, but, um, didn't say a word. Did he say many words, or...? Yeah, no, um... Come to think of it, miss, actually, he's not said... I don't think I've ever heard him speak. Hmm. How about his walk? Oh, um, a little bit uneven, I would say. Mm. It kind of almost looked like he's had one too many drinks. You know, not not entirely steady, I would say, at times. Was one of his legs very aggressive? I... She could pause her says, <laughs> Um, I... I don't know what you mean, miss. You might need to clarify. <laughs> what does it mean to have an aggressive leg? Um, wow, that's a good question. What does it mean? Um, you know, when your leg is very aggressive. Um, he walked relatively normal, but just looked like he'd been on the sauce a little bit too much, my dear. In terms of his legs being aggressive, I'm not too sure. He didn't give anyone a kicking, if that's what you're asking. So, he was actually very well behaved, I would say. Hmm. So, would you say that maybe you think he's gentle? Well, I'm not too sure, miss. I mean, uh, I, I tried to talk to him to find out, but I, I didn't really get anywhere. Nobody did. Hmm. Sat in that dark corner over there. And did you see his eyes? His eyes? Um, to mention it, he wore these strange goggles. Completely opaque. You couldn't see, see beyond them at all. So I couldn't even tell you what his eyes looked like, or the colour. Hmm, I see. Okay, um, Katya will look to uh, Miss Marble like, is there, should I say anything else? Like, what, what do I do now? She, she pats your hand and goes, well done, dear, have a sweetie. And, and he goes, and one for you as well, and <laughs> slides one of and, and everyone goes, oh, thank you. And she drops it in a drink. <laughs> so, <laughs> so now we're going to cut finally back over to Ava, who is um, approaching the two twins, Marabella and Marjorie, who are chatting animatedly. Uh, they're kind of dressed up to the nines, kind of quite similar to your sense of fashion, I would say, but a little less practical. And they kind of look up and oh, who's this Marjorie? Oh, I don't know, Marabella. Who could this be? Oh, she does seem rather interesting, doesn't she? Oh, yes, indeed. Oh, would you like to take a seat, dear? Oh, yes, take a seat. Come, come, chat, 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 chat. <laughs> um, and they uh, kind of offer uh, um, an open seat to you. Oh, thank you. You're so kind. I just wanted to come over here because I must say I love your dresses. I must know where you got them. Oh, yes. Where did you get them? Oh, yes, yes. Oh, I, I think it was uh, Mrs. Dior. She stitched them up for us. Mm, yes. Oh, she did a mighty fine job, didn't she, dear? Oh, yes, she did. Oh, that was a very fun day, wasn't it? Oh, yes, it was. We had lots of wine, didn't we? Mm, yes, very good day. <laughs> oh, yes. I've got a few pieces from her myself. Wonderful time. I must say, this is a very nice establishment. 
Oh, yes, it is, isn't it? Oh, yes, we enjoy it much here. Lots of gossip, lots of happenings, lots of disappearances. Oh, yes, we are rather a fan of the macabre, too. Oh, you know, it's not something that you should say too loudly, but I must confess I am myself. I love a good intrigue. Oh, yes. Well, and um, I'm not going to make you roll for this because I think uh, they, they sense a kindred spirit with you. They lean, lean in conspiratorially and go, well, if it's an intrigue you're after, then we have a tale for you, don't we, Marabella? Oh, yes, we do, Marjorie. What, you won't believe what we see? Well, no, many people don't believe us at all. Oh, honestly, the things I have seen, I would believe just about anything at this well, point. Well, they say that we had too much gin that night, don't they, Marabella? Yes, they did, Marjorie, indeed. But you know what we saw? Amongst these lanes, right near Snidelip Lane, we saw a carriage with no horse rolling through the back streets of its own devilish accord. They think I was a raving madwoman, if you like, but I didn't say you were warned. Oh, yes, this ghostly carriage. Uh, we, we've been trying to find it ever since, but we've only seen the one glance. A carriage with no horse? And then how is it moving? Exactly, my dear. That's exactly what we want to do. Yes, indeed, Marabella. It's a rather supernatural conundrum, isn't it? Oh, it's so exciting. Indeed. And when was this? Oh, this was only a few days ago. Yes, it was indeed, wasn't it, Marabella? Yes, it was, Marjorie. And yes, we, we may have had a little bit of gin, but we've been back here having gin and we're keeping a good weather eye out. But since then, um, and since we started talking about it, we've not seen uh, no one's reported here or tale of it, to be honest. Well, it's always nice to be at the front of a mystery, isn't it? Oh, it is indeed. It's, it's rather invigorating to be ahead of the watch, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. And whereabouts was this carriage sighted? Oh, so if you go, um, kind of take a left, take a right, and then it's um, oh, what's it called? That the, the narrow area. So it's just outside Snidelip Lane, around that area. Snidelip Lane. Now that is a place where something strange would happen, isn't it? What a name! What a name! I know you never get this in the Northern Quarter. Absolutely not, or even the Gilded Lanes. <laughs> oh, what curious Absolutely folk not. down here! <laughs> Wonderfully curious. And you know, that day that you saw the carriage, were there any more kidnappings, any more disappearances? Oh, were there, sister? I'm not so sure. Possibly. I mean, they've been happening quite frequently. Do you think that they might be connected? All if they were connected, that would be very exciting, wouldn't it? Very exciting indeed. Oh, yes, absolutely. To have discovered a valuable clue is such a privilege. Yes, yes. Well, now, now we are us conspiratorial sisters. Know of all these secrets, you keep us in the loop, won't you? Um, you'll have to come round for tea. Oh, yes, she will, Marjorie. She will indeed. Absolutely. No, we will have to discuss it all over a cup of tea once we have more information. Definitely, definitely. Wonderful. Snidelip Lane. Well, my friends and I will go and check that out and see if we can find any sight of this. Well, any sign of this carriage without a horse. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Now you be careful, my dear, and make sure to come back. You know where we'll be, and you know what we'll be drinking. And they both jingle a glass of gin uh, with some ice at you in eerie unison. <laughs> oh, you girls. All right, I think I'm about done with them. <laughs> As am I. Tweedledumming and tweedledeeing that is exhausting. <laughs> oh so good. That was amazing, Charlie. Just <laughs> damn. Good job. So now your kind of conversation concluded. You've all kind of slowly um, floated back to the bar. You see Algernon Tipple like leaning forward, tied to his chair, taking a sip 
Uh, so how did it all go? Do we feel we have enough um, information to um, send you on your way and free me of my um, yarn-based bonds? And gives his wrists a waggle. What do we think, ladies? Well, I've got a new location to check out, as well as a potential suspect. I think that that's about enough to go on. I don't think that Mr. Tipple here can really help us with much more. Is this location Snide Lip Lane by any chance? Yes, yes, I got Snide Lip Lane as well. I'm just clarifying, this was the same location that I had told as well, right? Yes. You've all successfully identified that there is definitely an epicenter to this, to these disappearances that seems to be around this very narrow, streeted area of the West End. And as you say, um, whether he would be any more use, Miss Marble taps the bottom of her umbrella kind of on the floor and goes, well, actually, I believe that um, Mr. Tipple could definitely be of some use. You see, at the moment, we're trying to catch a kidnapper who is going solely after men. And unless um, you, Mr. Muller, feel like being some bait, well, I think we have ourselves a volunteer, don't we, Mr. Tipple? And at that, he's kind of drinks rum and he just gives a big gulp. <laughs> well, now, that's not exactly what we agreed, is it? C- come come now, you, you wouldn't put a poor working grave robbing man onto the streets as bait for another grave robbing fiend, would you? <laughs> Sir... Before you said that, I would have disagreed, but you've made such a poetic point. It almost seems fated. Damn my rum speak. That is a wonderful idea, Mrs. Marble. I'm ashamed I didn't think of it myself. Uh, Mr. Muller, unless you want to do the gallant thing and uh, volunteer in his stead. Ah, gallantry is definitely not within my long repertoire of skills unfortunately however i would like to make sure that we do not intend to put mr tipple into too much of danger's way we have further business to do don't we mr tipple yes we do and the gallant gentleman would make sure that a business opportunity is not placed in harm's way at all and possibly left at the bar Well, Mr. Tipple, unfortunately, I am not a gallant gentleman, but I still value my business opportunities, so I will do everything in my power to see that you come alive out of this conundrum. Yes. Well, you keep me safe, and there'll be um, a financial incentive for you to keep me safe. Let's put it that way. I do hope that we have a long and healthy relationship to come. You two can do whatever you like after this. For now, let's go and catch ourselves a kidnapper. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we, we update each other. Do we update each other on like the details that we've heard? I, I certainly would tell everyone. On the way to Snidlet Lane, I'm going to assume you kind of all share the information um, that you have. You eventually find yourselves within the epicentre of where this is being led by um, Algernon Tipple to the kind of right area. It is a tight network of alleyways and roads. It's very, very dark. And they're kind of like, you see that Snidlet Lane is one area that is basically completely unlit. So you can kind of see exactly why they're using this. So Miss Marble will kind of try to go, right. We have a kidnapper, we have bait, and she nods towards Miss Tipple, and now we have a trap to set. So, I think we best get ourselves in position and have ourselves a good old-fashioned stakeout. So, within here, there's some options for how you can kind of position yourselves for this stakeout. You're going to be leaving Algernon down kind of in the gutters of Snidelip Lane, and there are a couple of things that you can do. 
some of you can try and hide in some one of these many exits to try and block a potential escape from the kidnapper. You can try and set up a trap um, if you have an idea for a trap. Or um, some of you can clamber up and get on a rooftop and look down so you can kind of track movements and things. What would you, what would you all like to do in preparation for staking out uh, this kidnapper's territory? How hard is it to get up and down from the higher up? positions um it will be kind of a one or two cr check uh, to kind of clamber up a bit higher right sorry i also mean how much time would it take for me to get down if i were up and wanted to get down quickly i mean oh so it would depend on how, how strong you roll right so getting up won't be as hard getting down at speed will be harder and if you fail seriously like we saw with um catcher in the tree you might incur a little bit of a little bit of damage as you hit the cobbles. Knowing that, I'll probably stay on the ground, perhaps in a place where I have a fair bit of leeway to move around if something happens, but definitely hidden. Mm-hmm. So one of the corners or nooks, perhaps, that you mentioned. Yeah, listen. Cool. Can you roll a wit check for me to secure yourself in like a solid hiding spot to, to kind of like cover an exit? Yep, that's one success and smart grit. Excellent, yes. You kind of fold yourself into like a boarded up doorway and kind of get ready with your your cemetery spike to kind of ambush um, this kidnapper. Ava, what what, what are you doing? I guess I'll I'll try and get into a good vantage point to view motions. Okay, um, do you want to make a grit or wit check for me to have a good clamber and and see kind of like where you can get to? Um, I've got a couple of luck that I might use. Okay, that's one success and two strange. Excellent. So yeah, with a a bit of a struggle, you find kind of an old axis ladder. It doesn't go all the way up, but you have to kind of clamber onto a windowsill. You manage to make your way onto a rooftop perch, but not without knocking a few tiles off the roof that clatter down kind of below and smash into Snidelip Lane, leaving some debris behind. So Katya, what are you doing? Um, Question, how much time do we have before the ambush starts? Ooh, I'd say you probably got about an hour. I'd say an hour, maybe a couple of hours. Okay, got plenty of time. All right. Can I see any, like, stray animals in the alleyway? Ooh, roll a luck check for me. That is one luck and one strange. Excellent. So you kind of sit down in Snyder Lane and kind of look around for any animals. And eventually, stalking out from a crumpled set of boxes, you see a rather filthy looking tabby cat with a kind of scar over one eye. And it's a rather grumpy, it's the grumpiest looking moggy you've ever seen <laughs> as it kind of um, hunches its back against the kind of ever growing rain in the sky. And it notices you. Now, what would you like to do? Uh, first of all, I'll just hold out my hand um, to kind of signal that I'm like friendly and I would like to use natural affinity to communicate with animals. Okay, yeah, roll, roll a strange check for me. Cats are definitely like like a bit of strange. <laughs> yeah. No, that's no zero strange. Oh, but I do have two luck, so I'm going to convert that into a success. Single success. Yes. Okay. It's um, one good eye kind of narrows slightly and it kind of weaves up towards you and gives your hand a tentative sniff. So yeah, um, if you'd like to start communicating with it, you may. Cool. I'll just say, hello, what's your name? Hmm, Tabitha, (laughs) how may I help you? Well, if it's worth my time anyway. Oh, it's a pleasure to meet you. Oh, have have some yarn. Do you like to play with yarn? Oh, I do and believe the pleasure of meeting me is all yours. And she gets batting around the yarn (laughs) kind of between her paws. Hmm, delightful. Um, I was wondering if you've seen any kidnappings happening here. 
Kidnapping? So you mean where the bigger man picks up the smaller man and bonks him on the head and takes him away? Yes, that kind of thing. No, there's been a few. And she kind of rolls her back and starts playing with the kind of yarn kind of into the air. <laughs> oh, makes quite the racket. It's rather hard to get any rest when they're all being so noisy. Did you or any of your friends or children happen to see what the kidnapper might have looked like? Well, we mostly scatter out of the way. Human business isn't our business, really. Mm. However, it does seem to be rather big for a human, wearing some dark clothing as well. Definitely likes to blend into the shadows, something I can understand completely. Mm. And apart from that, um, we don't really pay humans that much mind. Us cats are better anyway. Hmm, that's fair. I understand. Um, do you have any tips on where in this alley is maybe a good place to hide? Like if I was going to try and catch the kidnapper or find out who it is? Very well, follow me. She says in a very tired way. It kind of curls between your legs and then kind of wanders off down one of the alleyways. Thank you. When the humans come, we tend to hide down here most of the time. It's a bit too narrow for most of the bigger ones. You won't be disturbed down here. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Uh, not a problem. May I keep this? And she bats the ball of yarn. Oh yes, of course. That's for you. Hmm. Satisfactory. And she picks up the ball of yarn and trots away. <laughs> Yay. Um, yeah, so I'll hide in the, the narrow passageway. Wonderful. I won't make you make a wit check because you were guided by a cat. Um, so so we'll, we'll consider you are now you are now stealthed uh, in that sense. Miss Marble will also find a, herself uh, kind of a hiding place, but you'll see that she also um, says, oh, my dear, could I, could I uh, use some of your yarn if that's okay, my dear cat, yeah? Oh, I just gave it all to a cat. I'm so sorry. Oh, never Never mind, that must have been one very large bag of yarn. <laughs> you just see like this huge ball of yarn being pushed. And you, just, you hear the cat's voice in your head. She goes, Delightful. <laughs> <laughs> the ball of yarn is larger than the cat. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it says, don't, don't worry, Dan. Well, um, good luck. And remember, it's, if it's uh, truly dangerous, um, don't try anything uh, too drastic. As long as we can follow them and find out where we're going and where the people are being taken, that's the most important thing. Okay. Good luck to you. And then she disappears into an alleyway as well. And she leans out of the alleyway one last time and says, like, Algernon, sit. Like that, and, point, and points at like a pile of boxes. And he goes, how fine. Like there's a kind of yarn, yarn kind of tied hand. <laughs> and sits down like, can I at least be untied? And it's just silence. Anyone? No? Oh. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> he's gonna try tries to get into his pocket and gets out like a hip flask and and takes a swig. Well, I suppose we're waiting then. And you do. Hours tick by as the night unfurls and the rain begins to splatter against the uneven cobbles of Snidelip Lane. Um, you shiver in your individual hiding places. The wind breezing kind of quite heavily now across the rooftops, Ava, as you kind of maybe pull a warmer shawl a bit closer to fight against the cold. After a little while, you see emerging from one of the alleyways a mysterious figure. They walk with a strange, uneven and staggering gait and they're very tall. They're clad in a black leather trench coat and a tricorn hat that shimmers um, in the evening lights as the rain whips against it. Their face is obscured by a crimson bandana and strange thick goggles with dark lenses. They stop and look around with a hungry intensity, their gaze looking for prey. Its eyes 
landing on Algernon Tipple, who kind of suddenly sits up and goes, well, here we go then. And he takes a sip of his thing and gets up and stags around. Oh no, woe is me, a vagrant <laughs> drunk who finds himself wandering the lanes of Snidelip Lane alone and 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 fragile. Tate <laughs> takes another drink. <laughs> and the, the kidnapper pauses and then very purposely starts striding towards Algernon Tipple. And you see Algernon going, oh, shit. <laughs> so I to, like, stagger away. And he's kind of, like, looking around and like, do something. Um, so, yeah, so what would you all like to do? I think it is at this moment that I realise that we never discussed a plan of what <laughs> we would do. <laughs> <laughs> like like Leo's literally just been reading a book this whole time hours in and he's just like ha huh, hang on <laughs> yeah. no, no plan discussed think on your feet what would you like to do alright so seeing the person I'm going to aim with my pistol and try to hit him not where his goggles are but below that where his face is covered by a bandana Okay, excellent. Okay, um, are you wanting to damage him or are you wanting to kind of get rid of the bandana more? No, I'm wanting to damage him. Want to damage him, excellent. Okay, but you're aiming at the bandana. Cool, uh, roll a wit check for me and have minor advantage because he doesn't know you're there, so you're braced up on a rooftop. Okay, so I did not get a success, but I got two luck, so I can use that to add a success, is that right? Yeah, so you can turn that into a single success. Okay, so I got a single success. Wonderful, so a, um, a bullet flies down from the kind of rooftops and slashes across the red bandana and you see a, a kind of small splurt of blood land on the cobbles but it's not like a blood you've ever seen it's black and thick and slightly pungent and it steams slightly in the cold rain as um whatever it is reaches up and pulls away the bandana you see a long almost no lipped mouth that extends kind of outwards with uneven teeth. There are some like canines, large teeth, small teeth that form up like this large kind of grinning mouth, but they all look like they're teeth from different sources. You can't see the top part of the face, but you see that the skin around the mouth is pallid and almost like a light blue. It looks up to where it was shot from, kind of clutching at its face, and then it looks towards Algernon Tipple and begins to hurry its pace towards him. What would the rest of you like to do? You're all going to get one action before it gets to Tipple. Can I grow my claws again? Do I need to roll for that? Uh, no. So your claws are kind of like innate weapons, um, so you can just grow them at any time. That's fine. Cool. I'll grow my claws again and I'll just start running out. Cool. Yeah, I'm going to say you can dash out and try and uh, slash at the stranger and you can have a minor minor advantage of this attack because uh, they didn't know you were there. Cool. Um, so you can dash out and, and slash at them. So I do, I do want to like stop them or like incapacitate them, but I I don't want to do any lethal damage. Okay, yep. So roll strange uh, to attack with your claws. That is one strange. You slash kind of at the stranger and it doesn't find a huge amount of purchase, but enough uh, to deal a little bit of damage. But also, it interestingly throws the coat open. As the coat flies open, you see a very strange sight. This is not one figure at all. It's actually three smaller beings of odd proportions standing on top of one another's shoulders. They appear to be operating together as a tall man, and you see that each individual one seems to be built up of different stitched together parts, like they've been made for a specific purpose, 
Like the one with the legs has very strong, sturdy legs, but tiny little arms. The one that is filling out the arms of the coat has extremely long arms, um, but a rather kind of small body and head. And the kind of other one is quite a squat, solid kind of little figure, which is the one kind of wearing the hat. And at that, you hear it kind of give a hiss, and it goes to close the coat. I'm going to roll a reaction because you managed to hit it. I rolled a grit. And you see, as the coat closes, a leg kicks out from within the coat, like in the middle of its chest, and kicks you in the chest um, and deals oh, no. two blunt damage. And it shifts you away from it. So you're going to move back about kind of 10 feet to give it some room. How close is Algernon at the moment? He's probably about the same distance away. He's kind of like trying to stagger away, um, but it is getting closer and closer. If I can, even though I've been kicked and probably a bit like winded or something, I would like to yell out, wait, we want to help you. It kind of looks at you for a moment and then kind of Terminator-esque just looks back to Tipple and continues its march towards him. So, Leon, uh, what would you like to do? I'm going to run up to Algernon and try to help him to his feet and basically run the opposite direction. Okay, so um, you work your way up to him and I'm going to say you help him up his feet so Tipple's going to be able to move a little bit faster and you move a little bit away. Um, is there anything else you'd like to do? Yeah, actually, while I'm helping Algernon to his feet, stirred by Katya's words as well, I shout out, Foul creature, do you speak the words of humans? What is your intent? Again, these these words seem to fall on deaf ears as it just continues its kind of march towards its target. Although it does look at you, look you up and down, and kind of makes an assessment and continues towards you and Tipple. Understandably. Cool, and I think that, that leaves us only with, with Miss Marble, who is going to dive out and hook, try and hook the creature's ankle with her umbrella's handle um, and trip it over, which she hooks it and then tries to yank but the creature is too heavy. It stops for a moment and basically backhands Miss Marble into a wall. And since they're flying, and she kind of comes up, she goes, run! As um, the creature also breaks into a run and is going to reach out with a long, overly long arm and try and grab Tipple. So let's see if it manages to reach him. It does. So what I'm going to say, I'm going to allow you to do, Leon, is it's basically grabbed him by the scruff of the neck, basically picked him up off of the floor as if he's kind of weighs nothing. You, I'm going to say, as you've just helped him up and you're kind of there with him, I'd like you to make a contested grit check to see if you can pull him back down onto the floor and prevent the kidnapping. This is not going to go well. I'm going to use my luck as well. Um, grit is my lowest stat, so... Oh, delightful. That's two hearts and a strange. Two strange. Okay, so we're at 11 minutes. That's probably 13 because we had natural affinity and thingy. Yep. Okay, so unfortunately, it's kind of, um, it picks it up with one hand and you kind of like desperately click on and it just reaches out with one finger and goes, eh, and prods you in the chest and you fall down onto the cobbles. As um, the creature lifts up Tipple, it goes, oh, put me down, put me down. And a boot comes out from the middle of the thing and kicks him in the head and knocks him out. And it slings it over his shoulder and the large creature begins to gather pace and run. So we are going to enter a chase now as you pursue the kidnapper who now has an unconscious Algernon Tipple over his shoulder. So I'm just going to kind of whip through and give you all a different thing to do. So let's start with Katya. You, if you want to kind of start pursuing, um, I'd like you to make a CR1 wood check to keep your footing on the slippy cobbles as the rain begins to intensify. I'm going to use a luck for that. Yes, that is two wit and one luck. 
cool wonderful um you managed to kind of skitter across the cobbles and managed to keep pace with this kind of strange creature carrying tipple shouting uh, to the others let's go to leon next you kind of catch up and you're next to catcher as you see the creature reaches back with a long arm and grabs a pile of boxes and shunts them in the way in front of you it kind of as it makes its way down one of these narrow alleyways i'm going to give you an option for this you can either make a cr1 grit check to try and blast through them or make a cr2 smart check to navigate the backstreet maze to try and find an alternative route i'm gonna try the smarts okay that's <laughs> what i would do I should have done grit. That's one success, but four grit, but one success uh, for the smart check. So I fail. Oh, wow. So yes, um, unfortunately, you begin winding your way through and you kind of hear the distant kind of footsteps, but you struggle to kind of find them. And you see as you pop out and you catch sight of the stranger again, they're a bit of a further distance away. So we're going to cut up to Ava, who's up on high on the rooftops. What would you like to do? You can either descend to the street level and make a check to do that, but you will be quite far behind or you can kind of take a bit of a, a gambit or a risk and use a grit or a wit check to start jumping over the roofs of the buildings to keep an eye on where the kidnapper is. Which would you like to do? Ooh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump from, from rooftop to rooftop. Okay, uh, so choose whichever is strongest, grit or wit, to start Assassin's Creeding it. They <laughs> are the same, so here we go. Ugh. No success and one strange. Oh, okay. So that takes us to 14 on the doom clock. Oh, dear. As you kind of, you jump between a couple of the smaller gaps and you kind of get to one of the larger gaps, Alakon and Neo in the first Matrix, you'd be like, I can make that. I can make that. You run, you jump. And as you feel like, oh, I'm not going to make it. As your ribs collide with the edge of the building, you slip down, trying to grip on a released land, like kind of through a tarpaulin onto a pile of boxes. You can take one blunt damage for falling off the roof i say ava's ava's having a rough time of it on the old yeah. damage front like you seem to be <laughs> quite a rough rough old adventure for ava kaminsky <laughs> yeah right so we're going to circle back around to catch you so now you've lost the kidnappers much further ahead i'd like you to roll a wit check to listen out for the echoing footsteps to try and figure out where they're going okay and might as well throw a luck in there again Oof, that is one wit and two strange. Okay, so I'm going to say, uh, unfortunately, the CR for this one is two. So this lets you orient a little bit so you don't lose them entirely, but they still they gain a bit more distance. And the last one, as you see them approaching a large building at the kind of end of the street, I'm going to give you one last uh, Leon, if you would like to basically cry out something to try and get them to stop, you can make a hearts check to see if you can throw them off their game a little bit to buy yourselves a little bit of time. You did actually read my mind. I was going to suggest shouting something as well. Wait! I am a healthier man than that man has ever been in his life. <laughs> if you wish for fresh parts, here is fresh parts. Okay, Ro roll a hearts check for me. I'm guessing this doesn't probably won't be like a cunning linguist. I think not. No, not 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 for this one. No, that's understandable. And uh, no, <laughs> zero success, uh, one strange. Okay, and that takes us to quarter past doom, and that's almost perfectly timed. As um, you see, the stranger disappears into this kind of large building at the end of the lane, and as the rain begins to intensify and come down even heavier you hear a stuttering mechanical sound from inside the carriage and as you reach the door i'd like you all to make a whip check i'll say ava probably you won't have to make a whip check because you're a little bit behind but miss marble leon and catcher all of you make a make a whip check for me two success 
I got two luck, so I'm going to convert that into one success and one strange. Right, successes all around, Miss Marble as well. So you get up just in front of the door of what you recognise as an old stables. And just as you're about to open the door, you hear mechanical roaring as something charges towards the door. And you all manage to dive out of the way just in time. There's a carriage with no horse, the driver being this trench-coated stranger operating some levers, smashes through the door and drives kind of like down, down the lane into the fog, mist and rain. And the last thing you see for a porthole on the back of this armoured carriage. Algernon Tipple, who's arisen, is banging on the thing silently. You can't hear him through the thick glass. You can see him just going, help, help, as um, a bank of fog rolls in and the carriage disappears out of sight. So unfortunately, you have not successfully been able to stop the kidnapper. However, you have forced them to flee their lair from Snidlip Lane. So if you would like to investigate the interior of the stables, you may, to see what clues lie inside. Has um, has Ava caught up? Yeah, I'm going to say at this point, Ava, you'll have just kind of caught up just to see that last moment, that carriage with no horse pulling away kind of into the fog and disappearing. So that's the last thing uh, you've, you've all seen together. Wow. I really thought that he was, or they, whoever they were, I really thought they were going to be just misunderstood you know i thought everybody was just being mean to them but maybe they are some kind of strange creature how do you tell what is really human well i think if it bleeds real blood that's a pretty good indication and if it doesn't i think that's also a pretty good indication that it's not not to get philosophical at this pressing moment when we have just lost a good man debatable <laughs> Technically speaking, there has been black blood before. We do not know if this creature was born out of humanity or otherwise. We do know that they need humans, however, so they must be somehow connected to us. Hmm. Yes, in the way that a pig is connected to humanity because we eat pork. Are you suggesting we eat that creature, madam? What? No, that creature is clearly using human parts for some odd ritual or consumption. It looks like it needs the human parts to survive. It's made up of lots of little bits. It's just trying to survive like you and me, right? We do not know that. You feel a gentle hand on your shoulder, Capture. My dear, monsters can be bad, they can be good, they can be misunderstood. However, even if they are killing and taking people and snatching bodies for their own survival even if it is for their survival it's still wrong it's still hurting people it needs to stop yes you're right i didn't even believe in monsters until today but this is horrifying and we we have to put our own people before the feelings of some creature that couldn't care less about us i agree This is not a matter of good or bad. It doesn't matter if it's the survival of the creature. We are human beings and we have a history of, forgive my use of the word, but selfishness to better ends for our species. And based on that, we should and we will rid this town of this creature. These creatures, should I say. Three of them, wasn't it? I think so, Miss Wall says. Definitely three. 
Right, well, I feel if we to get anywhere, we need to figure out where it's going. And um, it looks like, and from the smell of it, um, with a wrinkled nose, pokes it inside the stable. It seems like it's been making this place its home. Um, shall we? Very well. Wonderful. You head into the stable and you see that Miss Marble's assumption is most definitely correct. There is like a rough straw constructed bed put together that kind of seems to have been slept in kind of multiple times. The carriage, which is now gone, appeared to be parked in kind of the centre of the stables where there's kind of odds and ends and bits of metal kind of around where it's been doing some form of maintenance. And there's like a table and a desk with various scraps and things on it. If you'd like to have a look around, uh, you can use a wit check or a smarts check. Again, to have a bit of an investigate and see what you can uncover um, to see where you may need to go next. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, okay. So that's two successes and five strange. Oh wow. That's for a smarts check, uh, looking around, investigating. So I'm going to say with, with that roll, you hear a huge lightning crash above you, which kind of makes you, oh, uh, kind of makes you jump as you look over this desk and you see there is a well-worn tome that sits on this rough workbench, accompanied by some bloody needles and some thick thread. The title reads, A Fool's Guide to Anatomy. And inside you see there are stamps of a library and a bold print that reads, Property of Spireholm University in blood red ink. This book is about 60 years overdue. I think I audibly let out a gasp of disbelief and whisper under my breath. It can't be that easy, could it? While taking the book to inspect it further. Cool. So I'd like you all to um, roll either a smarts or a hearts check to see what you know about Spire Home University. As a librarian, would I be able to get a minor advantage on that? Yes, I'd say so. I got zero success and two strange. Oh boy, here we go. We're at 17 minutes past doom. I got one success and one luck. One success, one luck, fam. And how about you, Leon? I've got three successes and two luck, but I think I'm just going to bank one of the luck instead of converting them. Mm. Looking over the library book, you think this is quite a strange item to have survived in this condition, because you know from the history of the city that Spirehome University is no more. That district of the city is now known as the Condemned Isle, as about 80 years ago, or kind of 60 odd years ago, I should say, the Divine Order, the large kind of religious sect within the city, sacked and burned the entire kind of university isle that it sits on in an act called the Great Condemnation. They accused many within the university of performing heretical acts. So the university is now a crumbled, spooky ruin on an island where nobody likes to go. It's relatively abandoned. It's advised and policed as an area that places where people shouldn't go. But because it happened so long ago now, now it is just a a place that people tend to avoid. Interesting. Could I... So my I have a specialist subject and it's occultism. Would I be able to, given what I've just seen and the book that I have in my hands... Would I be able to roll smarts to get more contextual information for this? Yeah, yeah. Roll smarts check for me. Okay, so that's two successes and one strange. Listen, so you know that generally the majority of practices at the university weren't heretical at all. It was science and it spooked kind of many of the divine order. There was talk, though, of some research pathways that were a little bit more unorthodox and you start to see the pattern of one of those that you've heard kind of whispered amongst the kind of surviving academic and librarian community as you flick through the fool's guide to anatomy and the little kind of very rough like notes that have been drawn within there 
you begin to realize looking at that creature it matches the description of something that you've heard about called a homunculi a part grown part constructed creature given life artificially i see and you begin to suspect that what you have actually encountered is free homunculi in a trench coat mm-hmm. having come to this conclusion i think Actually, I'll wait until we go out before I start talking about it, I think. I was going to say, um, one of the things that you find, Katya, Mm -hmm. is scraps of kind of cloth. And again, more needle and thread, as it appears to have been trying to repair some of the disguises and costumes that it's been building. One thing that stands out to you is a purple slash of kind of cloth with a embroidered kind of golden seal on it. One that, if you were to kind of church your compatriots, would recognise as the very old emblem of the university, its old coat of arms. Uh-huh. So it appears to have been using resources from the university to make its disguises. Do I see any other kinds of cloth there? Like maybe of the bandana cloth or no? Um, No, no. So, so it's just, just these kind of other little scraps that it seems to have bundled with it. Okay. Um, well, yeah, well, I will show that to them. Excellent. So Miss Marble kind of looking over all your things and being like, well, it seems um, unfortunately our journey is going to take us to the condemned aisle, or I should say the old university aisle. Is there anything you'd like to do before we head there? I have a feeling this may be um even more dangerous proportion of our investigation. So any stops along the way, uh, suggest them now. Um, is there anything else to discover in here? I, I also, I rolled a, a smart check and got one success and one strange. Yes, you discover a crumpled pile of little papers. You realise that this is actually um, a pile of toll bridge tickets. So with that, you'd be able to figure out the route that it's been taking. So I think you'll be able to, you, with that, you'll be able to follow it a little bit faster. As the doom clock is ticking and you're chasing after it, the, the clock for Algernon Tipple is now also ticking. Right. I suppose if we are indeed going to such a dangerous location, perhaps we should stock up weapons, I mean. So I'm going to say all of you have a opportunity now to have a think about what your character would have in the city and what would they kind of have access to and suggest something that they would go and collect that they feel would be useful now that they know real danger is afoot. So what do you feel like they would have access to? Because at the moment, Leon, you have a cemetery spike. Catcher, you've got your mitts. The most aggressively armed of all of you actually is Ava. But if Ava, if you want some more guns, um, more, more guns can be provided. <laughs> yeah, I would say I, I probably have a hunting rifle and maybe a fencing sword at my manor. Wonderful, yes. So you collect your large hunting rifle. It's a surprisingly powerful kind of near an elephant gun for the time, I'm going to say. It is... Would you say um, Ava's ever fired it? Yes, I would say that she's gone hunting with her dad a few times. Fantastic, excellent. So yeah, you you kind of strap this large gun over your shoulder. So that is going to have very similar things to the the flintlock pistol, but the damage is going to be doubled. So it'll do six pierce damage and it's a two-handed weapon. So you can't equip another weapon in an offhand whilst firing it. You have to be only using that one. And are you um, just sheaving your fencing blade like kind of like in a belt, in a holster? Yeah, in a holster uh, along the belt. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Ava Kaminsky looks truly ready for for monster hunting business. <laughs> How about the rest of you? Are there any other stops you'd like to make in this little tool up sequence? Katia's going to go to the florist's shop. Would they potentially keep any like a, a large 
you know, a rake or those like almost pitchfork type things that you use for gardening. You may indeed have a pitchfork. So you'll roll (laughs) off of um, grit and it will do two pierce damage. It's spiky and true kind of assembling the mob to hunt a monster. You now have a pitchfork. All we're missing is a torch. Yeah. Wonderful. Is there anything else you'd like to try and get from the florists? Can I... Can I take some herbs, like some lavender, some chamomile, like some calming things? I'll try to calm the monster. (laughs) Yeah, you collect your like sleepy time tea kit of herbs and put them kind of in a little leather pouch and attach that to your belt. Cool. So yes, so you've you've got um, herbs, herbs and a pitchfork, a very different method for carrot and stick, I feel. But <laughs> Leon, how about you? That's a very good question. Um, I'm wondering if could could I spend some time trying to improve the weapon that I have at the moment, the spike? Yeah, yeah. Um, like if you want to upgrade the spike, what would you want to do to it? Give me, give me some flavor, and and we might do a roll and, and see where we land. Okay, okay. I could. Uh, I'm thinking of two things: adding more, actually three things, sharpening it more because it is like an old rusted spike. Adding more sharp things to it, so maybe I can go to the cemetery, find more broken spikes, tie them together or something like that for more damage. Okay. And finally, pouring oil on it and lighting it on fire when necessary. Cool, excellent. Roll a smarts check for me, and I'll describe what you have access to. <laughs> I really need better rolls. Uh, that's one success, too strange. Okay, yeah, you managed to like sharpen it a little bit and cover it in oil, so you can ignite it for as a, like a torch or like a fiery weapon. So, um, add let's say what was the damage I gave you? It was two. Is it too sharp? Too sharp, yes. Yeah, so let's bump that up to free sharp, and if you light it on fire, then it can change to free fire for like a number of turns. Sounds good. So yeah, you've got a oiled up and sharpened cemetery spike ready to go, and you um, all gather together once more with Miss uh, Marble, who appears to have not picked up anything. Like, she is fine as she is, because she's a badass. Just all she needs is her umbrella. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. And she's waiting at the bridge the toll bridge that Ava identifies ready uh, to kind of go over. Okay, so we um, are we all ready to head over to the university grounds? Keep a wary eye. Ready as I'll ever be. I suppose we shall see where our fate leads us. Um, if anyone's scared, I have some lavender. That usually helps me. Oh, uh, thank you, Katya. I think I will uh, take some lavender. Thank you. Can I just say that I have like a, I, I also retrospectively, but I also have a small flask of alcohol that I'm just going to swig instead as my <laughs> karma. Wonderful. So Katya and Ava, you can add calming brew to your inventory. Ooh. Ooh. So if you are afraid or terrified, you can use an interact to drink this. It will be used up, but you won't need to make a check and you will go back to stable. Similarly, for alcohol, um, we actually have rules for that and that will give you plus one talent die when rolling a fear check. Oh, brilliant. Or or if you want to break out of it, it will give you plus one talent die if you've had a swig. But your flask will have a few uses instead, so it won't be a flat escape fear, but it will give you a boost, as it were, and you will get a little bit drunk. Sounds good. Wonderful. So yeah, you all begin kind of striding over the bridge and head towards the university grounds. What awaits our investigators on the Condemned Isle? Will they arrive in time to save Algernon? And who could have created this strange homunculi?
Find out on the next episode of Don't Forget Your Towel. If you like what you hear, please connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at DFYT underscore podcast, on Facebook at Don't Forget Your Towel Podcast, and through email at dfytpodcast at gmail.com. If you have a few dollars to spare and you've been liking what you hear, please consider donating to us on Patreon. But if you don't have a few dollars to spare, that's all good too. Just keep listening and like or review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Every single rating goes a long way to helping us increase our reach and to share the RPG love. We would also like to thank our patrons. Benjamin Tay, Adrian, Jesse Wesson, Bonnie Cohen. Thank you all for your support. We could not do it without you. Till next time, keep your towels at the ready.